You guys, I thought I would just let you know I'm straight now. I can't stop thinking about the puss. I'm obsessed. Mmm, boobies. Who won the game last night? Praise be under his eye. May the Lord open. Should I run for Speaker of the House now? Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We are streaming live on our YouTube channel for all of our YouTube subscribers um, that are Patreon subscribers as well. Uh, So you get to see the show live and in color the day of as we're recording it live. And we invite you to go and become a Patreon. My name is Tom, and I'm your host. And as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing co-host, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And J-Bear, a.k.a. your boyfriend's boyfriend. And welcome you all to The Dish. Um, We are back. Uh, We started early today at 5.30. Typically, we would start at 6. But you know what? We're all here. We're queer. So let's just go for it. And um, so, yeah. So we're going to do a quick roundtable. We've got a lot to cover today. Um, election day is tomorrow, so, you know, we want to talk a little bit about that. Well, let me first just say, like, how proud I am of you for playing the opener and then the song or tune that we have, like, right right on top of one Sound of them. Sounded pretty recorded, right? right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. I, was not, I was on point. Well, the I got this girl. Normally, you're today. like... <laughs> 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 Thank you. You're welcome. I figured I'd give you some love so that you know you can do what you got to do. I love it when you get frazzled and then you just hit you hit hit random buttons, hoping for what to the work, work, work. Which one is it going to be today? Oh, but you know what? It's it's all in good fun. You know, we're here in the studio and we do this because we love to do it and uh, we love to interact with all of you and talk about you know some of the stuff that goes on in our lives along with other things that are happening that impact the LGBTQ plus community. So um, it, it's a labor of love for us. So, yeah, because Nick doesn't get paid. Lord knows, right? Not in a while. <laughs> so, anywho. Thank you, Patreon. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I hate her sometimes, but I love her a lot. I tried to take money out of your wallet today, and you wouldn't let me. Yeah, no. I was like, there's a- You tried to give me a dollar. Like, is that my worth? Well, she wanted the one hundred dollar bill. I was like, no, but I have one with less. I would have zeros. taken a fifty. Oh, she's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted two fifties. Um, but anyway, no. So we're here. So uh, quick round table before we move on and get into all the craziness that's happening in the world. Um, Jaybird, let's start with you. How are you, darling? Shit. Okay. Yeah, you're it. Get, getting ready for the shit show of a revote. <laughs> primary in Bridgeport tomorrow. Oh, well, I, I mean, <laughs> tomorrow's a general election yeah, in, well, yeah. in the country, so I, I'm finding it hard to believe and wrap my head around they're going to do redo a primary on election day, but... So then they'll have to have a special election, right? So I, I can't even figure it out right now. It's, yeah, it's, it's so so. It's a bit of a shit show. It's welcome to Connecticut, right? <laughs> no, actually, Bridgeport. Well, <laughs> let's you know, be specific. Uh, yeah. So, so let, let's let's talk about. I mean, we can talk a little bit about it yeah, if you want. Yeah. So here, or do you want to wait and just continue the round table and then go into it? Because if you talk about it a little bit, you're not just going to yeah. talk yeah, about it a little bit. It's just going to go through. I know, yeah. right? So how true, are true. you? I am good. I I am good. I am good. <laughs> Are you registered to vote? I'm registered, yeah. Are you going to vote tomorrow? 
Again, yes. <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> and aside from that, family, everyone's good. Everybody's good. Uh, usual. It was the usual, you know, nonchalant, not too crazy weekend. You know, just chores and mom on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Jay and I went to dinner um, last oh, week, um, right after oh, Wednesday after the show. Yeah, right after the show. So the show was posted a little late because Jay and I said, "I'll deal." I'll. I said, "I'll deal with that later." And Jay and I decided we were going to go to dive bar. And grab some grub, and we did. Oh my god, it was so good! So we had salads and them fucking fries with the beer cheese and bacon. Yeah, yeah. they're good. Beer battered cheese with uh, bacon bits. It's life. Meanwhile, I was at home eating broccoli, steamed broccoli. Yeah. I, well, we invited her, did yeah, we not? Several times. And no, what, did, what did she say? I, 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 I went home let, and I ate healthy. <laughs> I cannot let my food go to waste. I paid for it and it's sitting at home waiting for me. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times. So again, Hello Fresh is a guilt trip, man. It is. It's it a is. fucking guilt trip because once you get that food, you're thinking, my God, I have to cook that. And then you start thinking to yourself, like, how fucked up is it that, you know, you put yourself in that situation where you hate cooking, you subscribe to this idea of getting meals sent I don't hate over. Cooking. I do. I can't stand it. Well, you see, this is the same. To me, the HelloFresh thing is the same thing as when you go shopping and you. You know, you're out shopping all, all half the day. Then you come home and order a pizza. <laughs> right. Oh. You stock the refrigerator full of food, and mm. then you're like, "Fuck this! I ain't cooking." I'm not cooking. That's, that's it's the way exhausting I see the- to yeah. go shopping. Yeah, it is. I've so. been pretty good about it though. Yeah. I actually, because I have such a busy week, I like prepped. So I've got four meals in my fridge right now. So, so it is. So if you don't know what HelloFresh is like, so HelloFresh is a service that you know you can pick your meals and then they'll pack them and send them to you like the fresh ingredients for you to make at your home right except for the eggs they're not fresh don't yeah don't i don't do anything that has to do with seafood or um huevos that was my my service my, my cervix just dropped <laughs> my, my dignity just <laughs> fell no that's my ice machine that's why uh, i'm making ice right now oh. um so when you get your meals you know you have all your ingredients like your lemon your pepper your onions everything is all in these little baggies and um all is well in the land of oz when you get to pick the meals that you want right but when you forget to actually mm-hmm. select your meals they send you shit that you just don't want to eat so I open up all the bags and I make up my own meal. With oh, all I the do the same thing. I do the same thing when I forget. Yeah. I, all <laughs> it the is time. the worst. All the time. So, and then, so let me get this. So it's a subscription meal plan, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you don't pick your meals, they just send you random stuff. They'll select the meals for you. Right. Okay. So you can pick like, it, like you can have three meals a week or four or five. I so have, you can opt out. Or you can, you can. so you can so, cancel the week if you want to. So I this upcoming week because I'm so busy with everything at the theater, um, I dropped down from five meals to two meals because I know I'm probably going to eat out most nights, um, and then the next two weeks are canceled, so they're on hold because right. I'm away. Right, and I will do the same for the week of Thanksgiving because or the week after because you know you'll have leftovers, leftovers for like a week. Yeah. So at least I do. I freeze mine. So. Yeah, because it's so good. Yeah. But but anyway, so yeah, so you 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 get your meals delivered, and depending on the size, you know, it, it's it can be cost effective um, when you're trying to you know watch your budget and not go into the supermarket starving. It's so cost effective. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I get all my meals for a week, and I spend like max like one twenty. If I go to the grocery store, yeah, it's like two fifty, yeah. and I get home and I'm like, 
I have an apple. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not wrong. No, no, it's absolutely. so true. Yeah. I I go into I the you, to yeah. I literally I went and bought olive oil one day. I bought uh, mozzarella and something else, and I walked up. It was seventy five bucks. I was like, yeah, what I, the I, fuck? So we were um, they were taking on the decorations for Halloween at the house. So I went and I bought. I went to Home Depot and I bought two bins. Why do you keep shopping there? Because it's the nearest one to me. And Otherwise, it's Homo I, Depot. Yeah, it's Homo Depot, but Ugh. it's the nearest one. It's the nearest thing. Mm. Lowe's is, is a 20-minute drive for me. Yeah. Home Depot is a 10-minute drive. They've had that, right? CEO is a homophobe and donates yeah. money to. Okay, I'll but. keep that in mind going forward. Thank you. But <laughs> <laughs> two bins and four items. Four, it wasn't anything major. Hundred dollars, hundred dollars. Yeah, on, on, on four freaking items, and I'm like, you pay forty bucks for plastic. Yeah, it makes you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, then, and then I went to I went to Walmart with my mom, and, I, and they're like, you need a bag? Yeah, sure. Seventy four cents for a freaking bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They went from ten cents to seventy four cents. Oh yeah. While the sti- I appreciate that because people should be using reusable bags, and I do all the time. Yeah, but shit, I, I got a ton of reusable bags at home, and you always leave them at home. And yeah, yeah. No, I can't I mean, tell you how well, many you times leave I keep them in the back buying. of your car. Ten cents to seven. That's that's more than that. That's fucking insane. Well, they did say, so when they initiated that program, so so for those of you who are might be a little confused of what we're talking about, <laughs> the state of Connecticut actually banned plastic bags, but there's a transitional period uh, in where they would still allow businesses to use them, but they would have to charge a surcharge or a tax. Not plastic anymore. Well, Plast- they, they, they yeah. were for plastic. They were doing it for a while. Paper was free. Yeah, not paper anymore. was. Yeah, I know. No, so, no, not anymore. Yeah. So the plastic initially, you would have to pay ten cents for every plastic <clears throat> bag that you used from a store, and then that those funds would go to you know, um, whatever fee they had to pay, right? Right, but but they would use that money at the state level for you know clean energy and you know recycling programs, etc. After a while, that fee would increase to what you're paying now. Seventy-four um, cents. And it was meant to encourage people to use the reusable bags that you keep buying, but then you keep forgetting, right? Because you fill them up, you bring them in the house, you unpack your groceries, and then you put them fuckers in a corner. And then when you go out, you're like, fuck. What I will say is I haven't seen a plastic bag on the side of the road or anything like that in a long time. Yeah. Unless you're Puerto Rican, though, because I I stockpile those shit. It it depends on the neighborhood. (laughs) You open up my my closet, my my cabinet over here at the top of the stairs, and I have like a little thing where you shove, the, you know, the little yeah, plastic thing well, all the time. I have a shitload mm. that I save. Oh, yeah, but no, it's insane. Yeah. But other than that, because you know yeah. what, I'm not going to be here when the shit hits the fan. So, yeah. but other than that, the the, the one thing I we did know. different. Yeah, <laughs> the one thing we did different. Well, not different, but the only thing we did this weekend that normally when I want to get the girls together for dinner, mm. everybody together. We I call out for a Twister dinner, so I don't know if you ever guy ever guys ever watched the movie Twister. Twister dinner. Yeah. Oh, when they're and all the sitting and they're making the eggs, steak and eggs, potatoes, and so that's ever since we watched that movie. That's, that's a cardiac arrest. Yeah. In like, so that that kind of became our family dinner. Mm. So, so how does that work though? So who does like okay? The girls will go pick up everything and we'll just cook. I'll cook everything and we all feast like. 
animals. Mm, <laughs> Mashed right. potato, corn, biscuits, you know, steaks with fried eggs over them. Oh my god, they're so good. And we do uh they're yeah. So good. We also saute um mushrooms and onions. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. So when oh. you saute them, do you do and it you with put butter? Your Puerto Rican foot in it? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Butter, She's lots, got pretty feet too, lots of bitch. black pepper. Thank you. No. <laughs> yeah, she does. She has Lots pretty of feet. black pepper. Um, I Do like you guys it share has... porn? No. Not yet. History? No? Okay. Yet. No, we'll talk about that later, Not too. Yet. Not yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to start. No, yes, you know. Hey, Jay, I saw that you were watching porn. What were you watching? What were you watching? Should Dear I be Elsie. watching it, too? Dear Elsie. Dear Elsie. <laughs> so, so, anyway. No, but, yeah, no, so I was, yeah. So my daughter wanted to get together this weekend with her sister, so she kind of called it out, <laughs> called out some Twister dinner. We ended up just getting together on Sunday uh, afternoon and hanging out and, and having dinner at home with the girls and stuff. So it was nice. Twister was dinner. Twister dinner. We should totally do like a Twister dinner with like our HelloFresh orders. Like you bring over <laughs> yours, I bring over like obviously mine will already be I got tacos this week. I don't want them. And, <laughs> and then we'll just sort of kind of pick through yeah. the ingredients and just make a feast. We could, That would be fun. Yeah, that, it's that like, would be fun. Like we wouldn't even look at the cards. Like what? What can we what come we up have? with? That's like that uh, TV show. What's it called? Um, what can we MacGyver? That cooking. Yeah, that's yeah. that cooking show. They give you a basket and you have random to make, ingredients, and yeah, you have to make a meal. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but we should totally do that one day. Like you bring two bags, I have two bags. So I was like, let's just fuck it up. <laughs> it's gonna be the most random shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like cream cheese with like pepper flakes and like, oh, I can make a roux out of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll throw it over the meat or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We could try it. Yeah, so, we should. Yeah. But yeah. That we'll was, do that one, Dad. That was the uh, big hoopla at home this weekend. That was pretty much it. That's awesome. Yeah. And what about you, Trish? How's it going? Oh, my God. How are you? Oh, my God. She's burnt out. Burnt out. She's going away for two weeks at the end of next week, and I can't wait. And she's still going to be burnt out when she gets back. Most likely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mainly because I'm going to be with my family. Um, That's to be expected. But uh, no, I had a really long week. You know, since my boss is out on paternity, I've been... I've had to go to so many, like normally like we split up these community events, right? So right. we tag team. Sometimes we have to go together, but we tag team events so that we're not so burnt out. I had an event on Friday afternoon, then a show Friday night, then two events on Saturday, back to back, and then a show on Sunday. And I worked all all week last week. So it was just, it was Crazy! I, I I showed up on Sunday and I was in um, jeans and a, and a sweater and you know I had a bunch of donors coming and one of my donors was like, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, why?" She, well, you, normally you look much more dapper. I was like, "Look, I'm done. I'm done with this week. <laughs> it's been a long week. I'm wearing a sweater. Okay, it's a cute sweater. It's fine. <laughs> like we'll be I, okay." I was like, "What the?" Fuck. Just give me one day. Yeah. But no, it was it was interesting though. I had a really awkward experience at one of the events this weekend because I um so I had one event, it ran long, and so I was basically my plan was I was gonna leave the event after like the award ceremony, and then I was gonna scoot over to the other event and I was just gonna miss the cocktail hour and I'll be there for the dinner. But the other one ran long. And so I was super late. I was about two and a half hours late Oof. to to said event. And That's rough. Um, 
this event, uh, my boss was being honored and it is a, um, it's a black organization. So everybody in the room, I would say 75 to 85% of the people were, um, of color. And then this fucking bright ass white bitch walks mm. in two and a half hours late. I was like, I can't do this. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't go in there. I literally, I was like, I was like, I oh, look to theater sent the token white boy. Yeah. And then <laughs> like, I, you know, if I was like at a table in the back, it would have been fine. But I'm looking at the thing and I'm like, table fucking one. Uh, <laughs> ooh, that's rough. And, I was and, like, then, and then you have to walk through the whole crowd to get your to your table. Yeah. Too. So I so yeah. So it was just really awkward. But like, it was one of those moments where I was like, yeah, mm, I, I mm, no, I can I can't. <laughs> It's just, it would have been so disrespectful. I, you know right. what I mean? Like, obviously, like, it wasn't intentional. So what did you end up doing? Um, I, and I <laughs> she, she did I, her duty. I had, I had a couple people there, a couple board members there, and I texted one of the board members, and I asked her to come and meet me out in the lobby. And so she came out to the lobby, and, um, <laughs> and I just looked at her. I was like, look, I, I can't. Like, at this point, like, I can't. She's like, no, you can't. Oh, so um, late, yeah. yeah, like, and it, it would it would be different if it wasn't. It just looks so disrespectful for the me token to, white boy to walk in um, th- that late. And so I was just like, I ended up, you know, I, I and and evidently I was supposed to accept an award on behalf of Anthony, and I was like, oh, not no, like. <laughs> It was just, it was super awkward. I ended up, I ended up, I said hi to a few people and then I, and then I made a very quiet exit. Um, Which is usually the best way to do it. So you pulled a Miranda from the Devil Wears Prada. Priestley? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Grab my car, drop me off at 845, pick pick me me up up at at nine. Something like that. (laughs) It was kind of like that. Um, It was definitely like that. But um, it was, it was just like, it was one of those moments where I realized like, like the optics of this are not good. Like why, why do you want me to still go to this? Like I should not be going to this. <laughs> uh, but you know what? At least you, you made an attempt. You you did. And you didn't mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, you just get in your car and you just do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all. yeah. And then today I was supposed to be off. No, <laughs> 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 yeah. she wasn't off. Mm. Oh, um, when I'm off, I'm off. They'll be like, "Hey, can you do this?" I don't even reply. Well, it, you know, it sucks. It's like you know, I mm, I had no. a board meeting today, and so like you, I have you, you have to, and then it's like you're working in fundraising. If somebody emails you and they want to give you money, you have to jump on it. Yeah, yeah. and right. so like I had randomly, probably because the universe knew it was my day off. I had like three separate sponsors email me for invoices. I was like, oh. Well, got to do that. Yeah, got to get that money. Got to get that coin. So, oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, she's she's broken on the inside, but she'll be fine. <laughs> she'll, survive. she'll survive. Yeah, me, on the other hand, it, it, was, it was like you. We have a lot of things going on. A lot of projects that, you know, um, have to get done. And deadline is December 1st. So it's like, you know, I worked seven days straight. And... um it's exhausting, right? Because it's like you're sitting in front of a computer for long periods of day. And I'm a type of person that once I'm hyper-focused, I don't move unless I need more coffee. And then I just, you know, extend. <laughs> like I'm literally actually considering putting, putting my machine. coffee machine in my office. 
so that I don't have to go anywhere with like bottles of water whenever it goes low. Oh, I can no, just I, fill I, it. I can't do that. And I, then yeah. what? And start a fucking catheter? What Pretty you gotta much. Do? I'm sorry. Like I can get super focused, but if I have to get up, I got to get up and stretch at least yeah. every hour or hour and a half and, and take My a walk. My watch reminds me every hour. Yeah. Please. Well, get I up. get lost. I get yeah. lost in the sauce because see when I'm home, it's just me. And my dogs are super quiet. As long as I'm in the office, they're in the office. They're laying on that sofa. They don't move until I'm ready to either let them out or whatever. So it's like I forget that the world exists because I'm so hyper-focused in the office. Oh, God, I got to stand up like every 20 minutes. I do as well when I'm... Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's when there's people around and things are happening, it's like I get very, like, edgy. You you know what's Mm -hmm. weird is when... The pandemic happened and we were all working from home. I found myself, and I know that you are this way, far more productive in oh. in areas of my job, right? Yeah. Um, than I was previously. Now, because I'm only working one day a week from home, I find myself going don't say in, it. I, don't say. It. I find myself going into the office because I I, 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 like my job is so social, right? That right. like. I feel like I'm not accomplishing the things that I need to accomplish anymore because originally during the pandemic, like you could not do the things you need to do. Right. Right. But now it's like, no, no, I I have to be there. We've got this happening. This person's coming, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, it's different. It's weird. It's a whole different world. Yeah. But but in your line of business, that's, that's 99% of your job. Mm -hmm. Right. That face to face, you, you have to be there to, you know, yeah, people have to deal with it. Yeah, shit. yeah, with all of that. Mm-hmm. So. You know, <laughs> and it's a lot. One hundred percent. And then you know, you you, you get to the saying that. Uh, I literally that? like worked it out of my vocabulary. Thanks. <laughs> now and it's gonna happen. It's, gonna, it's happen. gonna happen. You know, and then you know, to make matters worse, we get to this weekend, and then we have to fall back an hour. I mean, we get that, well, that extra hour of sleeping. Yesterday. I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I'm all fucked up. Like it's, it's it's like what darkness are we living in? It is. I know. Five, I'll be, yeah, I know. I'll be asleep early today. <laughs> it's five o'clock, and I'm just like, oh yeah. I took a nap on Sunday, so you know the time shifted Sunday morning at two a.m. I woke up super early Sunday because I had to work. And I worked all day, but I also had to work at the bar that Sunday night. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, it was two o'clock. I'm going to take a nap. I woke up and I was like, because <gasps> it was Where dark. Where am I, was I? Like, what time is it? Yes. Mm-hmm. I was fucking gone. And I'm now like, my heart is pounding. I'm thinking I'm late. Oh my God. What time is it? And I'm looking at the clock and it's like, it's seven o'clock. And I'm like, oh my God, it's seven o'clock in the morning. I didn't show up for karaoke. Dave's going to like freak the fuck out. I, I'm, I'm looking at my phone to see if Dave called. Yeah, missed calls and messages. I was like, well, <laughs> what was weird for me is I completely forgot, but all my clocks in my house, except for one, are automatic. Right. Yeah. So I woke up and, and like naturally, like my body's, you know, whatever. And I had an extra hour all day and I'm like, and I had things to do. Like, I had to be places that evening. That was the day that um, I had all those events. Right. Or w- Wait, no, it was Sunday. No. No, it was when I had the show. And so I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm, I, f- I just felt like I was waiting all day to get ready to go to work. <laughs> the darkness is, is yeah. real. Like, it just showed up out of nowhere and it hits you like a ton of bricks. And then it's going to take me. You know, so it hasn't quite hit me yet, <sighs> which is crazy. And that, and I think it's because I, like yesterday, I got up, and it's kind of like my sleeping day a little bit. Right. But I got up and usual by nine, that's my sleeping hour, nine a.m. 
at 10 a.m., my mom's calling me, where are you? It's 11 o'clock. And I'm like, oh, shit, wait, hold on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, but you get although, lost in the sauce quick. Yeah, although my, my watch said 10, you know, my phone, mm-hmm. and my, my mom's got a wall clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Home. So she's like, where the hell are you? you should, you're usually here by now, you know? So it threw me off. Oh, it's being yeah. caught. Uh, Let's and, see who this says. And, uh, <laughs> oh, boy. brought to you by Alliant Financial. Oh, bitch, you please. Eat, yeah, oh, I thought it was going to be one of those like robocalls for, for election because, you know, they're, they're going They're going nuts. They're yeah. going deep. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, you were yeah. saying. So, th- so that threw me off. And then this morning, I, I woke up at 4.45. Normally, I wake up around 5.45. And then I kind of like just chill in bed, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, stay in bed, but don't. So I know that, you know, I've, I've been okay, but later on today, I'm going to be dozing off yeah. real quick. Yeah, let me tell I, you. I, I <laughs> so. woke up today at 6.30. I normally wake up every day at 7.30 because I don't go to work till 10. But today I woke up at 6.30 and I literally like, I was like this close. I'm like, do I take half a sleeping pill and just like force myself back to sleep? I didn't, but I did force myself <laughs> back to sleep yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I was like, uh-uh, after this weekend, I just need a couple more hours. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. You know, it's, it's amazing that, you know, how this time change, which I thought, by the way, that Congress passed. That's next year. Oh, it's next year? Yeah. Or maybe it didn't happen. I don't know. Something. I think it's happened. They keep talking about it, but it's, it needs to happen. And we need just. I don't care if kids go to school in the dark. I want more light on the other end of the day. You know, it's funny. I was watching. <laughs> I was watching this teacher on Instagram or like TikTok, right? And he was talking about the day after daylight saving. Wait, this is daylight savings. Yeah, the day after daylight savings ends when right. when the students come back to school, and it's like the worst day of the year. There's oh people breaking up with people. There are you know you got the kids that got all the energy and the kids are falling asleep in class. It's just like it's just a hot mess. And and he he was like, I've been doing this for eleven years, and I'm finally reminded myself, and I need to share it with you that it is one of the worst days of the year. So prepare yourself. (laughs) I think it's true though. I think it's true. And and, you know, not not only that, think about the the long um, effects of time change, right? It is documented, well documented, that people go through like depressive, like states of mind and seasonal depression because of these time changes and it getting dark so soon. Um, And for me, it's just like right now we're losing two hours, uh, excuse me, two minutes of daylight every day up until December 21st, which is when we go through the winter solstice. And then we start gaining daylight again. So that means that for the next four weeks, it's like right now it, it was like 515, 5, 5.20, and we still had twilight outside. It's going to be dark at like fucking four by the time like de- the first week yeah, of when, December comes And when comes you're around. in the office, it's like you leave your house in the dark and you leave to work at, and Actually, you leave no. to go home at dark. Now you... Well, not, not in the mornings. Because now we, we went back an hour, so you got more daylight in the morning time yeah. rather than in the evening. Yeah, but it, it, it kind of... At yeah, some it's, point, it's, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, I don't like leaving work when. Like, I don't dark. understand yeah. how these I'm like, people that live getting done tonight. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like no. I, I don't understand how these people that live like in the North Pole, um, okay. where they get like six months of sunlight and then six months of darkness. I don't know how they can do that. Like that is some fucked up shifting. They get in, paid by the government. Uh. Oh, well, <laughs> if it's a lot, then maybe I can deal with it. I mean, we'll figure it out, but. 
It's crazy. No, I really do think that there's a stipend if you live in Alaska. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Because of the oil. Uh, there's a monthly. You could not a, live in Alaska. Don't look citizen, like you're excited you know, about something. As a citizen, you get a stipend, a monthly stipend. It's like it's like 1200 bucks or something. Stop it. Water. And they're worried about like, you know, what what, what universal like um, universal incomes. I, I, I think it was Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that suggested that you know every american should get like a default like universal no fuck that you dumbass americans are so fucking lazy are you fucking kidding me like after the pandemic people want to go back to work because you were giving them so much fucking money don't give them money just because that's bullshit when does she become a republican i'm not a republican i'm just like she makes sense though i mean that's ridiculous so so what i'm what i'm saying is is, is, if every alaskan right now is getting a stipend right just because they got got, yeah but remember i don't care if it's 20 bucks a gallon of milk's like twelve fucking dollars. So that stipend really doesn't help much. At least it stays cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't need a freezer. You just bring your meat yeah, outside. Bring your meat outside. They just they just go right down to the shipyard. It's just sitting there. Yeah, but Lord it's crazy. Yeah, we went. Well, we went. It was a while back. A gallon of milk was like twelve fucking dollars. Wow. That's insane. I was like, holy shit! What? No wonder motherfuckers mm-hmm. are trying to milk mooses out here. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, and you know what I do think? I think like twelve. It's insane. Stipends? No. But if the government was really concerned about like the new generations coming up and being able to survive, figure out fucking college fees. Help subsidize schooling fees like people are graduating with so much debt that's why they can't buy homes and do well, shit that in a sense is 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 a stipend but right? that's 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 so different that's yeah. an if you go to school it's an incentive to go to school and do something different right. you know not yeah I mean, it's, it's not you don't have to go to college there are so many other great things out there that you can do but if you hello but if you do go to school right. or if you go to a, a vocational school, become an electrician or anything, that should all be subsidized by the government. Like they're coming to provide something for the community, for the country. You know what I mean? Like help them get the skills they need to get it. Don't just give them money for nothing. True. No comment from the peanut gallery. Uh, I, I agree with her there. I have to because then motherfuckers get used to that. And then guess what? They don't want to do shit, you know? Well, I mean, it's not it's not that they don't want to do shit. It's just that a little bit of money here and there um, that is something you're not counting on, even if you're working. It's you called know. taxes, getting your taxes back. Oh, honey, that's that's not what that is. That's just, you know, people thinking that your taxes or the government is like a like a like a savings account. And so you <laughs> overpay on your taxes so you can Absolutely get it back not. on the other end of the year. It is not a savings account. You could have taken all that money that they held for you with no interest and nothing and put it into like a Roth IRA. And then you would have gotten far more in return than you would have by letting the government sit on that shit. Every year and then sending it back to you after you file your taxes. Uh, so learn what your actual liability is and adjust your taxes accordingly so you don't have to let them sit on your money like that. I just, yeah, no, I just <laughs> seen far too many people abuse the system. Yeah, well, we, we know a couple, but you know. And so, it's a broken one. Yeah. Well, obviously, you know, everything is a little. Everything needs a little fix. For every system, there's a cheat code. Oh, of course. And during is. the pandemic, don't get me wrong, like, that shit saved my life. You know, that literally kept me alive. But it was the pandemic. At some point, we have to say, okay, yeah, got to rejoin the workforce. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I agree. 
I think you're you're right. Um, but having, you know, like let's say, you know, every citizen gets two hundred dollars automatically. Like a year? No. A month. You know how much that would help every American? If you're using our tax dollars to ensure that you're making sure that people at least that two hundred dollars could be the difference between you buying medication and feeding mm. yourself, especially the elderly. Mm. I think you know? that opens Even up a can, pe- can of worms, right? Because like there are certain people that don't like. Why am I going to give two hundred dollars to somebody that makes five hundred thousand dollars a year? Well, I mean, obviously, we would have to come up with ways to right. be able. So then to, you're going to add stipulations to something that is supposed to be for everybody. Then you know what? Donate it. Do what you want with the 200 bucks. But at least, you know, as a citizen of the U.S., everybody gets a standard, here's a a lifeline, right? Instead of, you know, giving... But but there are programs Billions of dollars to these, you know, corporations that, you know, aren't doing shit with that. There are programs like that that do subsidize additional costs and people don't use the money for what the costs are are allotted. I mean, you can't... So you, you have to cross a very thin line when you're thinking about, for example programs that exist that are provided to lower income individuals that then go and use that for something else i mean mean, addiction is kind of fucked up and so you know well when you're talking about lower income people you know they're the middle class is like barely existent anymore right but like when you're talking about that group of people like those are the people that need that two hundred dollars right right well they potentially need more but you know that's a conversation for another day I suppose. But I'm just thinking, you know, there, there's there got to be some because there are countries that have, you know, like a it's like a standard. What they have is like a standard, you know, amount that the government says, hey, every person should. It's like a minimum. This is what you should be making minimum. You need more than this. You can subsidize that with your job. You know what I'm saying? But it's just because think about there's a lot of elderly people right now that are literally making decisions as to whether they feed themselves or pay for the medications that they need every day. Not to mention, not to mention that we need, you know, to have universal health care. It needs to be a thing. Yeah. But yes. Yes. There needs to be an option for universal health care for sure. But at the same time, like I I, like when you talk about, you know, elderly individuals that don't have enough money to survive that's a that's a bigger conversation that's that's not necessarily like okay a 200 dollars stipend is going to save them that's like why these programs aren't working for our veterans why these programs aren't working for people that are you know stuck in homes and literally have no way to pay for them right like that is a huge conversation. And also on top of that, when you look at social security and that whole program, that shit's fucked. That's going to be gone by the time we retire. So yeah, I think there's so many different things that we as, as a society could do. And especially like, you know, to help out our elderly, like for example, you know, why force people to go into nursing homes when you can provide nursing assistance that can come and keep folks in the houses that they've always had. Because some people can't afford it. But that's what I'm saying then that's what the government should really work on, right? Keeping elderly in their home, it's cheaper to keep them in their home. You don't have to pay rent to have someone live in a, in a facility that most likely won't take care of them you know, appropriately and then have and pay for that nurse to go and be there with your loved one if you can't be there for that day. What I will say is like, I think that that should be an option. And I think that that, you know, a program... Where, and I'm sure there is a program that can help assist with right. stuff like that. You know, my grandpa 
didn't want to leave his house. But then you have people that like are at the Whitney Center. They thrive in their communities, you know. Right, but but I think that there's way for us to be able to provide that that op- opportunities of of you know building community, but keeping people in their homes. You know how dehumanizing sometimes it is for people um, to. Oh, lose yeah, totally. their independence and have to like get shoved in a place where people forget that you exist and it's like it's heartbreaking sometimes to hear some of the stories that elderly go through when they are removed from everything they've ever known and put into these facilities that some can be very detrimental to their health because they don't have the capacity nor the 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 ability to care for someone with empathy other than just seeing them as a number, as a, a means to make the facility function from a financial perspective. You know, it's scary. It really is. Like, I think about that all the time. As a gay man, I'm single currently, right? Um, I don't have children, nor do I want any. But what's going to happen if I live to be like, you know, 95 or 100 and... Trisha's gonna wipe your ass. Oh. Fuck no, I'm not. Literally, the other day, I, I live alone too. And I, the other day, I was like, oh my God, if I slip and fall in the shower, no one's gonna, like, until I stop showing up for at least two days. You know what I mean? Are you, are you wearing your watch? Not right now, no. Yeah, your watch should be able to tell, like, when you fall, your watch should be able to detect that and email and, and call you. It just you. says, you old bitch. <laughs> No, I just I just think that there's a lot of really amazing things that we could be doing with our tax dollars um, that we don't, you know, and um, it's we're 37 minutes into the episode. We want to talk about the fact that, you know, tomorrow's Election Day and, and some of the, the things that are happening. Yeah, this um, was like a off the wall. Yeah, it was left. a weird. That was. Yeah, yeah we was took a, a left turn. Everybody Sorry somewhere somewhere over the rainbow. But, you know, we, we always find our way back. Um, Eventually. But yeah, you know, given election day and coming up and then all the, the craziness that's happening both at the national and, and state levels, um, you know, it's you have to think about what options we have um, for different situations and scenarios and um, and being a fucking decent human being with empathy and helping people because that's all we should be doing. That is the biggest fucking problem. That is the biggest problem is that we have fucking shitty people making decisions that affect Everybody. Right. Right. All right. Well, and listen. Everybody's talking about. No, it, it affects a large people, a large portion of people. You're right. Look, if you're sharing your porn history with your son, there's a problem. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. So listen, we're going to take a quick break and we <laughs> will be right back. All right, ladies and gents, welcome back from that break. We needed that. Just wanted to go upstairs and, uh, you know, refresh our beverages and uh, all that good stuff but we are back and we're going to jump into our dish and all that good stuff so as we mentioned before tomorrow's election night and um, you know a lot of different jurisdictions are having local elections that may mean the difference between you know having lgbtq plus rights reaffirmed in some states and um, having elections be something that is considered um you know real and and actual you know being elections that are you'll get there oh i'm trying to think of the word um 
that are people will have faith in, in the faith, election process. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I got you. Earlier today, we started talking about Bridgeport, and I wanted to break down a little bit of uh, what ended up happening in the city of Bridgeport in the state of Connecticut. And what ended up happening was <laughs> that they had a primary. Um, to figure out who was going to be the representative for the Democratic Party um, to be the candidate for mayor in tomorrow's general election. And currently, the current mayor of Bridgeport is... Gannam. Joseph Gannam? Yeah, Joe Joe Gannam. And Joe Gannam himself has already been arrested before for... Oh, he did time. He did time for (laughs) for fraud, right? Uh, And he used to be the mayor of Bridgeport and then he gets out of jail after committing fraud and serving time and gets reelected and so several candidates were running for mayor in Bridgeport on the primary for for the primaries to decide you know whether or not they were going to get the nomination from their party for mayor and it was found that there were uh, individuals that mishandled um, yeah, they, they, ballots. It was caught on video. Right. So they were technically stuffing uh, ballots uh, in with the, uh, what do you call it? the uh, Drop boxes? In the drop boxes. So. Right. So they, uh, the other two competitors challenged the um, primary election itself, and a judge ruled that they were going to throw it out and redo the primary. The thing is, election night is tomorrow, and they haven't resolved that, and so therefore, <laughs> Ganem is still on the ballot as the winner of the primary, yeah. and the other individuals. For Wait, so ex- hold on, time out. So it's, it's fucking nuts. So tomorrow is not uh, a revote of the primary. No, it's election night. They're voting. So the other individual who sued yeah. and had a ruling John in his Gomes, favor, yeah. Mr. Gomes is running as an independent in hopes that he could actually secure the the mayoral, mayoral race, race in Bridgeport. It's fucking do, crazy. Do they have an idea of how many ballots were falsified? Uh, no, but there was uh, no. enough in question. Well, in, in one of the videos, they show someone putting ballot, and it's it's literally like right. like a, a stack, and she's and it was multiple times. So, right. so uh, you know whether they were valid. Or not, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I yeah. don't know if anything was found out to be incorrect, but you know when you have somebody and repeatedly visit those ballot boxes and just, I'm, I'm talking about stacks. I mean, I, I honestly I don't know how thick they were, but but if, can't if you're they just somebody holding a stack of ballots this big right. and just stuffing the ballot box? Mm-hmm. But can't they just like use tomorrow as the primary and call a special election? I suppose they could, but this is still all tied up in litigation. Um, And so therefore, you know, they're still wondering, okay, when they're going to call this, this special election for the primary. Um, So yeah, the thing is also with Ganem, the Ganem family, they, they're very well connected. connected He's got a, I don't know if it's his brother. There's a judge in Bridgeport. It's politics. Yeah, Yeah, of course. You know, there's a new kid, that's a new lawyer. I think it's either his son or nephew. Right. So I mean, the Gannon name is well known in Bridgeport, in, in you know, in law and in politics. So he, he was convicted. He, he had uh, he was convicted of sixteen federal counts. Yeah. 
16 federal counts, racketeering, extortion, racketeering, conspiracy, bribery, two counts of bribery, conspiracy, eight counts of mail fraud, and two counts of filing false tax returns. Well, and, I mean, and Bridgeport reelected him. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, <laughs> you all, know, all I have to say is, we I mean, get look what at, we get. Also, like, look at the national level, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, if people don't give a shit, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so the city attorney uh, for the city of Bridgeport said that they're still considering all legal options after losing this lawsuit. Obviously, the city attorney is in favor of Gannon because he's the current mayor and, you know, represents a city. And therefore, the current mayor is a representative of the city. Um, but, um, you know, Tuesday is election. It's election night. And he said, you know, Joe Gannon is, is going to be the, the person on the ballot because once the primary happened prior to the challenge, his name ended up on the ballot. Right. He was the, the primary winner you know, in quotations, yeah. um, for the city of Bridgeport's mayor race. And so it, it's going to be interesting to see how all of that plays out. Um, but Bridgeport is not the only place, unfortunately, that, um, you know, we're having issues with. I mean, we're seeing issues at the national level. We're seeing issues at the local, you know, legislative houses in, in, in different states, like, for example, um, Virginia right now, uh, which we covered on the show. Long before you joined us, Jay, um, I think it was like 2018 or 2017, there were like six individuals from the LGBTQ plus community that won um, races in the state of Virginia. And as a result, it gave them a Democratic majority and a lot of changes happened. A lot of really good legislation passed that provided really great protections for LGBTQ plus members in that state and that could all change tomorrow. So according to the story that was published, um, in the advocate.com, all of Virginia's um, delegates, House of Delegates representatives are up for election. And so depending on how the cards fall, there could be a potential, for example, that, you know, a, a woman's right to choose abortion rights in the state could be up for, um, you know, could be in trouble. LGBTQ rights in the state of Virginia could be in trouble. Um, and it, it, it could be a clusterfuck of things that are about to happen in this election. And, you know, and given the, the temperature and, you know, our current Republican front runner and the primaries that is currently facing four or five different, like freaking, you know, trials right now. Um, it, it's scary. It's yeah, scary to and, think that and to believe that that he's facing all these charges and he's still ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ahead, you know, based on, you know, and I mean unfortunately you have to look at the facts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, currently Biden a lot of people think he is way too old to lead. And Trump and, and is only but what 3 3 years three, yeah, younger yeah. than than Biden, so I'm it's like that is not a legitimate it's, argument. It's, yeah, it's, and I think a lot of it that you know, uh, but it's been brought forward and they're milking it and they're oh, of and course they're, they're banking course. on that. That's they're banking on that. That's what they do. Yeah. But just to go back a little bit to the Virginia thing. Yeah, that's too. 
Um, so in 2019, um, like we said, there was a sweep in state government with a bunch of LGBTQ plus Southerners that came into, uh, who were elected. Right. And so in 2020, Virginia enacted a slew of LGBTQ plus inclusive non-discrimination protections, including, um, protections regarding employment, housing, education, public accommodations, banning conversion therapy, mm-hmm. creating health and care, health care protections for trans individuals and enacting inclusive hate crime protections the virginia values act which prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity in housing credit employment and other realms was a key to the state's progress now the reason i say all that is because you make a very valid point right we showed up Mm -hmm. in 2019 right our uh you know the liberal democratic faction, the younger generation, they showed up and they put these people in power. Right. That said, you have to do the same thing again. Right. You you can't, you can't sit on your laurels because they were elected and they're the incumbent. Right. You have to continue to show up because your, your rights depend on it. Right. A lot of people think, Oh, it's but not just your rights. Everyone's rights. Right. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's politics. You know, I'm going to sit this one out and I don't My give a shit. My vote doesn't count. Right. And it really does. And especially, so, you know, a lot of focus is spent on national elections, right? People are always talking about, oh, president, vice president, or this, or that, or this senator, and that congressman or woman uh, or person. And not enough publicity or not enough, um, you know, Coverage is given to some of these key states that have made such progress at the local level. And I always say to people, you know, regardless of where you live, change happens and you feel it immediately when you are engaged in your local legislative bodies. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's. The decisions made at the state level is what immediately impacts you. Mm -hmm. And also too to like add on to that. Right. So like specifically in Connecticut and New Haven, right? We are every the mayor is up for re-election, right? right? So everybody's like that's so important. We got to vote for who we want to be mayor. But at the end of the day, your alders are also up yeah. for re-election. Right. Exactly. And and if you look at what actually happens in our local government, especially here in New Haven, um the alders control a huge portion of the vote when it comes to funding, where the mm-hmm. money's going, and how how things are actually going to affect your area or yeah, your ward. Yeah. And if you don't take the time to look at who your um, alder is, and you know, are we seeing change? Are we not seeing change? Right. Learn about the new candidates, and actually make an educated vote about your alder. That's actually really impactful and it is and at that local level your vote makes a huge difference in comparison to when you look at the national level yes always vote at the national level but like your one vote at the local level makes a huge difference absolutely yeah i think i think that that taking action at the local level where you live immediately thinking about the people who are representing your ward your district um, can immediately put you in a, in a in a place of advantage if you are educated on who's running, what they're running for, what they represent, mm-hmm. what they accept, and what they don't. Um, could I'll, be significant. Yeah, yeah I'll give yeah. you I'll give you an example. Okay, so today the New Haven Pride Center um, found out that we are on the docket 
to receive funding from the city and that funding would be built into the budget. Right. And so having it being built into the budget has to go directly to the alders for a vote. So my first reaction when I found out about this was, okay, we need to reach out to the gentleman that is our alder right. in the ward where the center is right away because he's going to be the voice in the room that pushes forward the fact that we're going to get funding for the center annually. Right. Yeah. And that's and we, which huge. Is huge. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And the so, services that provi- that the center provides is... is- definitely something that's needed in the area mm-hmm. so, right absolutely you have to push and, and then same thing with with you know with voting in bridgeport i mean i believe there was about a little over eight thousand people that showed up to vote that's that's a little bit more than half in the primary the, in the primary of the registered voters for Bridgeport, yeah, there's like the, there's like right. fourteen thousand registered voters and only eight thousand. Fourteen thousand in yeah. a city that has <clears throat> it's a, a large far city. more yeah. than yeah, that. Far more, yeah. Because yeah. if you look at it, Bridgeport and New Haven are the two largest cities in the state. Well, don't forget and Hartford, then, and then comes Hartford. But yeah, no, but you know what I'm saying? Com- compared to Hartford, that area up there, Bridgeport and New Haven are two of the largest cities. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Bridgeport especially with all the issues we've had in the city, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that can be addressed or should be addressed and people are complaining about it, but yeah. you're not showing up to vote. Yeah. If, if just a little over, I mean, just a little over a thousand people more. Mm-hmm. Look, I showed up for my primary right in my, in my district, my ward. And I literally walked in and I walked out. There was no one there. Yeah, yeah. And, Maybe I went during like a lull. Yeah. But there's always generally a line when I go. Yeah. And vote. Yeah. But there has been. Yeah. But like the point is, I knew that the incumbents were both probably going to get the primary. Um, and I voted for both the incumbents. Right. All that said, I still showed up. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's over 148,000 people currently living <laughs> in Bridgeport. Yeah, but that also does that that does that number include people that are under 18? Uh, I, this is just a population. So I'm assuming this yeah. was based on the last census that was done in 2020. Yeah. You know the one where they were trying to like you know exclude people who were non-citizens. That mm-hmm. one. You know, you know this. <laughs> is, mean, you this, know, it makes no sense. We're taking numbers, but you we're not going to count you. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I mean, you still live in the city and we yeah. still have to figure out that, you know, so I think I filled out the census this past year. Well, it, it, it's the law. You have to. They come after you, man. They fucking haunt, haunt, hound you down, like come at knock on your door. So they give you up up until a certain point. Right. Of time. And if you don't fill it out online and do what you need to do or you mail in your census information, they come knocking on your door, man. And it's fucking vicious. Mm. It's fucking vicious. It's a law. Yeah, you have to yeah. participate. So I think everybody at my house, uh, when they came, everybody got one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's in, in, in the census or data every, drives, you know, adult, for example, what say. funding your city will qualify for, which then the alders decide um, who it gets allocated to. So, yeah. you know, just I, I really implore everybody have a plan. Yeah, Understand yeah. how your local governments work. And, you know, figure out who your person is, where you live, and reach out to that person. What do you stand for? You know, go look at the websites. 
Every politician nowadays has a website, they have a social media, they have some sort of information online that you can go and read up on what they support. Yep, yep. Um, and then you can make an informed decision as to whether or not this is somebody that you would want to, you know, support in any way, shape or form. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot on, on the line. Um, not only locally, but also, you know, uh, in the upcoming 2024 um, general election, uh, which happens next year. And, you know, the next year is going to be a shit show politically. It's going to be insane and scary. And we have to come to the to terms, right? Um, I I learned my lesson in 2016 with the, you know, understanding that we thought this individual was never going to get elected president and then he ended up getting elected president so i take everything with a grain of kosher salt now you know it's it, it is what it is but understand what your options are and understand that you know um locally your vote counts and you can make a difference and just go out there and do it so and, you know, to all the members who are currently sitting in the legislative body in the state of Virginia, we wish you luck. I hope that, you know, all these individuals who are who have made um, significant changes in that state for the better for our community get reelected and that they can continue to do that great work, not only for members of our community, but for every member of their communities um, that they represent. Absolutely. And so Bridgeport figured that shit out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, another thing we mentioned turned uh, the first um, half of of the, uh, the first half of the show uh, was the fact that you know you can share your porn history. So, <laughs> so this is a story oh, that my was favorite also, subject. Oh, uh, this no. is a story that was also published on theadvocate.com. And uh, Mike Johnson, our newly elected homophobic speaker, bragged at some point in time that he and his son monitor each other's porn watching. In 2022, it was last year. Yeah. They literally monitor each other's porn watching. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, how does that work? I'm like, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, his, his like, porn ah. website went off. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, no, that the, was Tom earlier. So he, yeah, it was. Uh, so he's a Republican from Louisiana, uh, obviously, who just got elected Speaker of the House because they couldn't so what, elect anybody else. So they just said, you're at. Making sure they're not watching any gay porn. Right. So I'm like, okay, so. Uh, you can still, uh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm not. So I'm, I'm bi, but I still watch straight porn and look at dick. So <laughs> what the fuck's the difference? So let, let let's let's see exactly I, what it was. So in recent <laughs> uh, resurfaced clips from last year, the U.S. Um, House Speaker Mike Johnson, a Republican from Louisiana, Louisiana, admitted that he and his son used technology to track each other's porn habits. The porn habits. So it's not like saying, "Hey, Dad." I know that you're using points. Stop it. No, just they're just they're monitoring. Habits. Yeah, they're monitoring okay. to make sure that none of them are straying into the. Oh, dad, I saw a really nice penis. Do you want to watch it too? <laughs> exactly. It's scary. Yeah. So, um, so it says here, the Republican uh, <laughs> congressman disclosed that he and his son employ uh, 
Covenant Eyes software to monitor each other's internet usage for explicit content. This revelation came from a clip in uh, 2022 forum at the Cypress Baptist Church in Benton, Louisiana. During the forum, Johnson explained the purpose of the function of the software. He says Covenant Eyes is a software that we've been using a long time in our household. Johnson said that he learned about it at a Promise Keepers event in early 2000, describing it as the largest accountability software that there is. He endorsed the software to the audience, noting it's about $15 a month, 16 a month or so, uh, something like that, and you get up to 10 devices. He elaborated on its functionality, saying it's accountability software. It can scan. Um, you obviously opt into it, but it can scan all of your activity on your phone, on your devices, your laptop, your tablet. All right, I'm going to pause for a sec. Ooh. All right, so I can understand using technology like this if you were a parent making sure that your underage child wasn't looking at anything inappropriate. But there's a certain point at which you got to let it go. The kid's 17. Even when here, here's the creepier thing, though, right? So, uh, right. like, I understand if a parent is monitoring your activity, <clears throat> and Jay, you can speak to that. Yeah. But if your child is also receiving information about your activity, that's not. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So it's it's very creepy to me because not only can you, as a parent, <laughs> monitor your child, your child can also monitor you. Like. Like, hey, oh, dad was watching porn. I wonder what he was watching. Let me go Big take a booty look. Latinas. Right? <laughs> like, I'm still on a family plan. Like, if that's something, like, involved with, like, having a family plan, like, my dad would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hot truth. Oh, that's truth on a stick right there. Because let me tell you, my mother would be like, Tommy, what's the ass master? But also, like, <laughs> if I knew that my parents were watching porn, I would not like that either. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, like so, I don't want to so, know. Yeah, so my, I don't want to know. My youngest daughter, my, my grandson is 12 going on 13. So he's he's just entering into his right. puberty stage. And she's freaking out, right? So she, she does monitor his usage, internet right. usage, just to make sure. <laughs> and I guess at, at some point, he perused through Pornhub. Yeah, well, honestly, you can tell when you go in the room and you pick up the blanket and it breaks in half. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it, and she was like, oh, he was in there for like five minutes. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. But I was like, he's, he's 13. He's 12, going on to 13. He's just coming in. So, of course, my daughter not knowing how to, you know, how to deal with it she just confronted with it hey you were on this porn site what's up and he's like oh grandma told me about it <laughs> like, so i was curious like slick. that was his first yeah wait you know grandma, grandma probably wait, did grandpa, tell her. grandma she probably Your wife. did my wife <laughs> i mean like that checks blame out her it does uh, but, it does but, uh, she could have been on something yeah no but <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the but, thing. But, but you know, it's funny because so I mean, it just turns out he was BSing her. He, he yeah. heard about it, friends in school, yada yada. He was curious. Blame it on grandma. They Blame catch it you, on okay? grandma. She says something about it, or it wasn't a movie we were watching, <laughs> and I was curious. Whatever. But you know, not not to say that that's you know. So yeah, there is monitoring. You know, 
So you're right. making sure your teenage kid isn't going into shit he shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, I don't know how I would feel if she was like, yeah, he can monitor whatever I, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's weird. Th- then <sighs> I'm like, yeah. Look, so, I, so when, so when I, that came up, I was like, what the fuck? We, right. we, we all come <laughs> from an era of dial up. Like, like, like you had, like you had to commit. Like yeah. parents had to be gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like and you knew they were gone because it was dial up. And God forbid it started buffering right, right when the cockpit was like on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you always had to have something like to be X out to and switch out. Is, yeah, you got you to be ready to switch over because yeah. we didn't have personal computers back then. Oh no! But I remember when I was a kid. I I don't remember how. Maybe it was my older brother, but I'm I stumbled. Scared. I stumbled across two porn mags that my dad had and i was like so i guess he had one for my mom and one for him and he hid them in in his office and i remember seeing seeing it and i was like oh look i was like all the penises i was like yes and so i would look at it all the time but then like looking back on it i'm like oh my god my parents that was their porn that was their porn Uh, like it's weird it's weird i think i think in i think growing up Right, growing up, I mean, people don't talk about it, right? Right, on the regular, but a lot of the times when kids ended up, the, so when I grew up in Brooklyn, I'm not. Gonna You're getting a little I'm animated right yeah. now. So when I grew up in Brooklyn, I, I mean, uh, I lived in an apartment building. My brother lived uh, floor below us with his wife and his stepkids, and their cousins lived below them. So it was three floors. Walls are thin. So, so yeah, no, but oh, we all. Yeah. We all grew up in a building, and we were all boys. All right. boys. We watched porn all the fucking time. Who's porn? My friend's father and mother's porn. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we, you know what I mean? So a lot growing up, you, you tend to watch porn, and the first shit you actually watch is shit that's in, in the household. Right. Look, you find a magazine, my... you find a VHS He's going to carbon date You pop it right in. Now. and We're all carbon dating yeah. ourselves, but let's be honest. The first porn I ever watched was on, like, HBO. HBO. No, like, that oh was a real it porn. wasn't HBO. It was um, Skinamax. No, there was like a channel that my Cinemax. somebody after hours that, that, that came with like my oh my god sex. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh my god, but, there there was a like, show <laughs> used to be called Eden. Oh my god, yeah. there was this one guy that used to act on there that had me. Oh my god, <laughs> I must have been like twelve. Oh, but, yeah, anyway, but and you were saying so. I, I don't know. All I remember is that I would sit there with some friends and we'd watch this porn. Eventually, I think my parents caught on because they turned the channel off. I don't think it was something they were paying for. I thought it was something maybe yeah. we got for free. And you, everybody's sitting there with their hands like touching themselves, but their other hand is on the previous button. Yeah. 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 <laughs> on the remote previous channel. Yeah. Oh, girl, we, we had to go through some stuff. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's weird and, and it's funny at the same time because that's how we grew up, right? right. That's how you kind of experienced, especially once we were, were all the same age. All mm-hmm. the kid, right. guys I grew up with, we were all the same age. We were 13, 14, 15, that age group. Right. That was like nine of us hanging out. Watch parents go out, bingo for the for the night. Oh, girl, it was come, on. Yeah, come downstairs. Everybody's watching bingo. Everybody's taking a turn in the bathroom. Well, I gotta go pee. Yeah, sure, you gotta go pee. Oh my god, <laughs> no. It was, look, yeah. look, look, let's let's be honest here. Porn is one hundred percent natural. Like you should yeah. totally like lean into what and you want to watch. That yeah. said, this is not natural. No. Yeah, that's not normal. That's, like I wouldn't want to know what my kids watching, like, nor do I want them to yeah. know what I'm watching. Imagine waking up for school. Oh, uh, the Daily Report. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you were 
Gee, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Dad, why does it say you were watching, like, you know, Ass Master? What's that all about? Yeah. No, well, I, I just think, you know, like, even if you're, you're a, a parent and you find that your son is perhaps maybe watching porn, then at that point, you know that your son is aware of his sexuality and you should have a conversation, not scolding him for no. watching porn, but having sex, uh, right. <laughs> have, you know, have the conversation about, okay, you know, you at a stage in your life where, you know, you, now you're starting to watch things like this. I don't agree that you should be watching it, but you're going to do it nonetheless. Because in reality, that's what kids fucking do anyway. Yeah. They're going to do it anyway. Especially so, when you tell them no. <laughs> so, you know, instead of really admonishing them for doing something that really is natural, your body goes through these changes and you, you have to, you know, sort of kind of release, especially true for men. Um, have an informed conversation with your child. Talk about safe sex. Talk about their options. Talk about the fact that, you know, hey, what these people are portraying, it's not the real, real thing, thing. Exactly, right? Yes. Like, this is all like, explain to them, you know. They're professionals. Right. You know, don't go letting somebody like shove their fist up your fucking ass because you might not be able to take that, you know, if that's yeah. going to be your thing in the future. But don't shame them, but, but, Take that as an opportunity or as a sign that, hey, your child is ready for that sex conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, you can monitor your child's internet usage, but like, <laughs> there is no world in which you should be sharing yours with them. Exactly. Exactly. Especially if you're an adult and they're not. That's fucking creepy. And, you know, what? not to mention, this man has a very, very unique, like, affinity for, um, Everything LGBTQ plus, like, you know, like he's so oh. anti LGBTQ plus, like he's like really like hyper focused on, you know, his, his ability to be very bigoted. Um, and so for me, it's just like, hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's... that I think for him, it's a, it's a safeguard for him. <laughs> For what? Knowing that if his son catches him watching some sort of man on man play, he's mm-hmm. going to call him out. So it keeps him from venturing off into places he wants to be, but doesn't want people to. Know. I think he doesn't you know want his I mean? son to like watch him but, or again, catch him watching yeah. like Mandingo yeah, 2023. Uh, uh, yeah, fine. Again, that's still fucked up. Don't use your oh, son yeah. as accountability yeah. when you're watching porn. Like, no. That's he, that kid. Is going to be traumatized. Oof. Well, I mean, that depends. I mean, if his son is doing, how old is his son? Seventeen. Oh, 17. oh shit! Never, I thought his son but, was older this, than that. So, but apparently, you know, he found this 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 software in the two thousands. Right, I think it was. Let's see here. It said here Johnson learned about it uh, at a promise keeping event in in the early two thousands. So he's had it for a while, and I'm sure that he must have implemented that. Quite early on, before his child was even 17 years old. And PSA, real quick. Uh, okay, she's about to get it. If, if in fact, you do monitor your child and they are looking at what you assume is gay porn or what is not what you would assume your child is going to be straight, gay, trans, whatever, that is not, you do not have a right to then force them out of a closet. Exactly. Right. You do not have a right to confront them about Preach. what they're looking at. Preach. And you do not have a right to make them feel bad about it. Right. Because it's going to cause more problems in the long run. Right. Which is why I said, you know, if you find 
your child is watching porn, regardless of what kind of porn it is, just take that as an opportunity to have the conversation about sex. It means that they're ready for that conversation. As embarrassing as it may be and as funny as it sounds, you don't always watch the same porn. No, no. But it evolves. You evolve, yeah. your porn evolves, and right. your porn changes. No, but I just, like, I think about, like, if my parents could have monitored my porn, right? I could just see them sitting in bed one night being like, This oh. fucking bitch. No, I could just see them, right? They're, like, you know, going through their report. Oh, fuck. Honey, I think, I think. I think Nick likes silver daddies. I think, I think Nick, <laughs> I think Nick might be, um. He's watching a lot of Bukaki videos. And or <laughs> and or they're looking through my their their report and then they come downstairs. I hear like, you know, slamming doors, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> come downstairs, rip me out of bed. What the fuck are you watching? Like <laughs> I mean like mommy, daddy, I'm gay. Thirteen years old. Like, come on. Right. Yeah. So so here's the thing. Think of yourself like if you are a parent and you encounter the fact that you know that um you know, there's there's certain you know Comcast and certain services will allow you to block you know certain types of media right from the get go so that they don't have access to it. But if you happen to, you know, just understand that you once were a child, you once were a youngster, a teenager, you once went through this, and you once had an opportunity to play, and you did it in secret. And you know, if you can take that as an opportunity to change that vicious, vicious cycle of shaming people for the sexual habits, which there's nothing wrong with, um, I, I think it, I think the world would be a much better place. Yeah, honestly, I, really I think do. I think that's where my daughter has the issue with with right. us at home because she's like very overprotective. I'm like, that's a. I was like, girl, relax. That's natural. It's gonna. He's 13. He's got just, a just wait until you. St- she was having. It. I mean, the kid was born. He was born with a lot of hair. My grandson, the oh. oldest one, hairy fucking kid. Kid hit puberty like 12. Puberty, boom, bush. He's got a fro for balls. <laughs> She called me freaking out. Oh, my God. I caught him trying to trim his balls in the bathroom, right? Oh, this kid will kill me if he ever hears this, this podcast. Oh, my God. But she's <laughs> calling me freaking out. I'm like, listen, that's he's at, he's at that right. age. He's curious. He's, he's going to. I was like, trimming isn't a bad thing. Here, look at these trimmers. Yeah. Something he can Get him use. Something safe. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. don't shame yeah. him because then he's gonna do it behind your back and fuck just like nonchalantly. Uh, there's nothing worse than getting your balls like like using Chop a trimmer on your balls again, and you you <laughs> nick your balls because you bleed that quite a bit. Shit hurts. <laughs> so, it you know, is bad. Yeah. So it's it's a matter of like no, and and my wife and I, you know, we've we've always been very open, especially with our girls. They know how we are. You right. know, we don't shame it. We don't make sex a taboo thing it's right. you know it's a natural thing we're very open and very lo- half of our family thinks we're swingers that's how free we are with things you know it's like honestly i thought you were a yeah. one point in time <laughs> yeah everybody I, I, it's yeah. still out for debate and we're just yeah <laughs> but you know the thing is like we're not we're, no don't do this no if you're gonna do this do it right right make sure you're safe or here are your options here are your yeah. options make sure you're aware you know, so it's not a matter of, you know, you can't be this, this parent. No, absolutely not. Because that's how I grew up. I mean, we were, especially me, I grew up in a, a single parent household. My mother, her way of teaching us not to do things is by fear. Everything was. Oh, yeah. Fear. You mm-hmm. know, that's why I was so 
afraid if you of jerk off, your yeah, dick is yeah. gonna fall off. You know, everything was everything was fear based. So yeah. you grow up like with anxieties and all this bullshit because your your right. parents instead of sitting down and actually having a conversation with right. you, you know, unfortunately that's the way my my mother was raised and. That's the way she was trying to raise us. And then eventually I figured things out on my own. But, you know, yeah. you got to break the cycle somehow. Too late, Ma. Yeah. I jerked off way too oh, much. way too much. Before I figured it out on my own and I didn't listen to your, yeah. you know, yeah. advice. But, but in the end, that's a choice. You know, we're humans. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. Remember that, you know, this beautiful young soul that you're raising is only but human. And, you know, you give them what you can to set them on the right path and you pray that they take what you've given them and do the right thing for themselves and then eventually find who they are and let them be. Sorry, mom and dad. Yeah. Just, you know, (laughs) let them jerk off to, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. I don't know. This is a weird conversation. However, that, that is just fucked up. Moral of the story. Yeah. Yeah, Don't don't share your porn history with your kid. No, no, no. And then if you don't want to if you don't want to know shit, don't monitor your kids' fucking yeah. activity. For real. Exactly. For real. And Same. if you are a kid being big brothered, there's always a way. Always of course a way. there is. <laughs> yeah. There's always a way. Buy a device, buy a yourself um, a <laughs> burner, a burner phone. Fuck a burner, yeah. burner, a burner porn, porn phone. phone. <laughs> You can get it at the fucking... <laughs> Go to Walmart, $35. <laughs> Seriously, get yourself a plan in your own name. What do they call it? The, uh, the Obama phones, as they say? <laughs> Lord oh have mercy. God. Get yourself Pay my a... video. Right. Burger uh, porn phone. <laughs> get yourself a data plan for your, for your you know, for your device, and then, you know, just oh do you. God. We're bad. We're bad. Yeah, we are. Oh, We're God. There's always a way. There's always a way. Burger you know? porn phone. And let me tell you, you can you can save your what did they call that an allowance? I never had one, so I don't you know. Look, I, we've I, been I, talking for like 15, 20 minutes about this. We've already solved the problem. Yeah. We would have we would have taken care of it back in the day. Like, oh, of course, you know. But back in the day, we Nick, didn't why have, do you have two cell phones. phones. <laughs> Nick, why do you have two phones? Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. one's a work phone. One's a work phone. Yeah. <laughs> what are you working? One's for work. One's for pleasure. <laughs> The streets. The streets. Nick, you work at a restaurant. It's a work phone. <laughs> oh my god! I cannot. I cannot. Um, All right. On that note, um, that was a good dish. I think it, it, an interesting one to say the least. Uh, but don't forget, tomorrow is election day. Have a plan. Go out there. Do your duty. Uh, it is your right. It is your constitutionally given right to do that and so now i'm going to toss it over to my bitches because it's time to wrap it up and call it a day or an evening so um trish you're first thank you all right everybody here's mama kim's minute number one annette benning warns anti-trans lawmakers you do not want to make this mama mad go annette number two in the mississippi bible belt a family wrestles with raising trans kids in the mormon church number three almost no one knows who speaker mike johnson is but many disagree with his views Agreed. We just literally spent an entire 20 minutes talking about his porn history with his child. And his son definitely disagrees with what he's viewing. <laughs> Moving on. I can't <laughs> change the camera. What happened? Oh, boy. Oh, it's stuck on Trish. Oh, on God. this day in gay history brought to you by Gay Talk 2.0. Uh, November 6, 2012 in Spain. Spain's highest court upheld same-sex marriage law. 
pretty much it. The court rejects an appeal which had been logged by the ruling People's Party seven years earlier. That was that was it. Yeah, that's it. Short, short and sweet. All right. I guess we're moving on to our announcements. So, if you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review while you're still watching Trish (laughs) on your favorite podcasting. Yeah, no, it's (laughs) on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episode is published. You can also support us. On Patreon. With Patreon, you, the listeners, can help to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. <clears throat> and moving on, on uh, we are going to be off for the next two weeks. So That's right. happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Enjoy your turkey Yoo-hoo. or your penil or your all the ham good stuff. or all that good stuff you want to eat. All the meat, baby. All, all the, the meats. Meat. Make sure you eat plentiful. Make sure you spend time with the family and uh, wow. have fun, right? That's that. <laughs> that is completely so, like. Uh, up to w- you. What's the word that you say? Um, that is subjective. subjective. You don't <laughs> yeah. have to spend time with family, Absolutely. especially if they're toxic. Absolutely. So you know, or your chosen family, I should say. Yeah. Right. Find a place where you belong. That's Absolutely. all we're going to say. Have fun. There's always somewhere to go. That's right. Always yeah. somewhere to go. Mm-mm. Trisha. And, uh, oh, wait. No, yeah, he's no, still going. We want to wish you all a wonderful Thanksgiving, and we will see you all on the 29th. That's right. Nick, over to you. Two-week hiatus, and I can't wait. <laughs> Woohoo! All right, everybody. Since Tom, you know. Thank you. All right, everybody. Get the Future Method and all of their products today. All products are doctor-developed, and you can clean out without hurting your bum. Take confidence anywhere with the anal powder packs, and now increase your stretch goals with the three-piece anal dilation kit. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum accessories today. All righty. Yas Queen. Jaybird. It is time to put a ring on it. Uh-huh. And our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Yas Queen. All right. You can find us on social media Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom, good luck. All right. Well, ladies and gents, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab, which is located at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast, or an individual host, one of these two bitches, obviously. And uh, you can also call us, leave us your questions via voice message. We'll answer those for you on the show. The phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all of those digits, it is 334 334- Four two nine eight two five five. Don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday An or occasional Monday. Monday. Um, we'll just announce bear with it. Us. Yeah, just bear with us. We're trying to find our rhythm again, and eventually we do, and sometimes we don't. But you know, it is what it is. But I want to thank you all for joining us on tonight's episode. We're wishing you a wonderful holiday season, and uh, we'll see you on the 29th Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.